How's everybody doing? Cool, cool. How are you? Top of the world, man. Happy to be here? The top of the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's your name? My name is Summer. Is it? Just no. Sorry about the fucking face. But please take it off. Please take it off. <laughs> <laughs> Ugly mug, you know what I mean? Yeah, so I go to the supermarkets, you know. Uh, it, was, it was great for me is that nobody knows what, you know, who I am, mm -hmm. except for here. Conventions, right? But I can go anywhere, right? Like supermarkets or whatever, and all they go, they, you know, they, they look at me and they go, oh, old bald fat guy. <laughs> they don't know who I am. It's great. It's, it's awesome. That's kind of what I like about Mask for Life, though, is I can go to the supermarket and look how any, however way, any way I want, and no one knows who I am now. I don't feel like I have to comb my hair. <laughs> <laughs> or wear good clothes, because no one cares. No one knows. Nice setup, bro. Nice setup. That's true. <laughs> right. What's your name, man? Henry. Henry, nice husband. to meet you. Nice to meet you, brother. That's my husband. Oh, gotcha. Oh, nice yeah. to meet you. <laughs> Real professional type of setup. <laughs> so how are you guys enjoying the show? Awesome. Pretty fun times, huh? Yeah. And uh, probably almost everybody, all the celebrities you met have been cool. Yeah. Right? Everybody. Isn't that nice? Yeah. yeah. There's only like a, a few that are assholes, you know. <laughs> but they're they're not here at this show, I don't think. Because <laughs> like, I know who they are. You know? <laughs> and they're not in the in crowd with me, man. <laughs> no. They can kiss my ass, you know. <laughs> you guys have any questions? Who are they? <laughs> yeah, I know. I already told that what to say, man. You know? <laughs> I don't rat no matter what, you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, usually this is what happens, I, you know, nobody's got any questions until I start going. And so I'll start going, how about that? I'll help you guys, I'll help you guys out. I have a question. Sure. How'd you get involved in Halloween? That's exactly where I was gonna go. What was your origin on it? That's exactly where I was gonna go. Um, I was, um, oh, let me start with this. Any of you guys see, watch uh, the, the TV series, Happy Days? Erin, okay. yeah. My little sister played Joni Cunningham, Erin Moran, on Happy Days, right? So I grew up uh, in a corporate setting at Paramount Studios where she worked and did Happy Days, you know, suits and stuff like that, you know. And um, and I did a commercial with her when I was nine, and she was five, and I hated it, and I didn't do it anymore. Anyways, when I uh, got out of high school, I didn't really... I, I was being drafted by the California Angels for baseball, but I tore up my knee and shit, so I, that, that went down the tubes. So I had nothing to do, you know. So I thought, well, you know, I'll be an actor. Why not, you know? And, uh, and so I went with my little sister's agent. So I'm in this workshop, taking myself pretty fucking serious, doing this Romeo and Juliet shit and, you know, Shakespeare. And um, back then, the only way you can see TNA is in pornos or soft porn or horror movies. Yeah. Okay. So in '78, it's not like it is now. If you if you did a horror movie and a director or producer found out about it, they didn't take you seriously. They looked down on you. Okay. So I'm you know broke as a joke as they say, and I'm sleeping on the couch, and I had 
hadn't done anything yet, and I'm in this workshop, and um, my agent calls me up, who's my little sister's agent. She goes, hey, man, she goes, I'm sorry it's been so slow. Nothing's going on. And, you know, you, you can't you, you can't be in, in the Screen Actors Guild unless you get a job, and you can't get a job unless you're in Screen Actors Guild. So it's like a catch-22, right? So she goes, but I got this, I got this really low-budget horror movie. It's called Halloween. It's three hundred fifty thousand dollars, and uh, he plays some psycho, and Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. I'm like, well, who the fuck is that? You know? She explains who she is, and I go, yeah, no, I'm not interested. I'm not going to do it, even though I'm broke. You know, I'm sleeping on the couch. You know? She goes, well, you know, I, this director's supposed to be pretty good and all that. You know, he did this movie called The Soul of Precinct 13 and blah blah blah. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'm no, I'm not interested. And uh, yeah, no, it's true. It's a true story. Yeah, I'm, 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 believe me, I'm the most blessed guy walking the earth. Believe me, because I was such an asshole back then. <laughs> so, so she goes, no, nah, no, nah, man, you got it. You know, it's, it's, it's just like one day. Don't worry about it. And I'm like, no, no, I'm not gonna do it. You know. She goes, look at Donald Pleasance is in it. And I'm like, and I've no, I knew her at that point for about 11, 12 years. So I mean, she was an Italian chick, and I said, you're full of shit, Mary, you know, what, what the fuck would you, I could talk to her anyway I want, you know, what would, why would the fuck you tell me this, she's, you know, that Donald Pleasance is in this movie, she's a big fan of his, you know, classic British actor, what the fuck would he be doing in this movie, right? She goes, Tony, I swear to God, he's in the movie, I'm like, come on, she goes, he signed the contract, he's in, I'm like, oh, fuck, so I thought, okay, but I said, I thought to myself, you know, if I got the part, at least I'm in a movie with Donald Pleasant. Why he's in this movie, I have no idea. If I don't get it, well, I don't care, you know? So no big deal. So I go, okay, uh, this was on a Wednesday, and uh, the interview is on a Friday. And uh, I go, so now what do I do in this movie again? She goes, I don't know, you just played some psycho. I have no, no clue, you know? I'm like, all right, okay. So I thought, fuck it, you know? So what psycho, I'll give him psycho, you know? <laughs> so I don't sleep for two days. Don't shower, don't shave, nothing, you know, wear some really ratty ass clothes. And I go to this interview and it's in the ghetto part of Hollywood because it's such a low budget movie, right? And I go to the, the place, there's a little single room up above somebody else, some other, some other business, and up an alley in Hollywood. And uh, I meet the, the producer, Irwin Blonde, he was on the right hand side behind a desk, he's clean cut, I'm like, all right, it's not so bad, you know? And then he goes, across the room and he points to John Carpenter he goes, this is my director, John Carpenter. He stands up and he's got a ponytail and t-shirt, jeans and tennis shoes. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> you know? So all they did was talk to me for 10 minutes max. They didn't tell me anything about the movie. They didn't say shit. They just talked to me about my life and what I'm doing, blah, blah, blah. So about three or four in the afternoon, five, I don't know, it was in the afternoon, my agent calls me up and she goes, God, congratulations, you got the job. I'm like, well, what the fuck can do? <laughs> so, bringing up my little sister, meaning my little sister had some problems, personal problems, real life, you know, being brought up in Hollywood. So she was estranged from the family, didn't talk to us for years, right? One of the first conventions I do is, a, is in New Jersey called Chiller. Uh, never, it was my, my first real convention I ever did, you know? Well, that's when she found out I did Halloween. It was in 2006. I think my parents died without even knowing I did it. Because at that point, after I did it, I started seeing all these fucking Halloween movies coming out all over the place, right? 
like, what the fuck? Because <laughs> I only saw one and two, because that's the only ones I was involved with, right? And even two, I didn't, I never, all I did, they, they say, hey, man, can, can we pay you and give you the credit for using your footage of one? I'm like, yeah. Get paid for doing nothing, I'll take it, you know? <laughs> and so I never saw the other ones. I just kept seeing them coming out in the theaters, you know? And, uh, and so I never, after that, at that point, I didn't, I thought, why tell anybody I did the movie, you know, it's because that'd be kind of dumb, you know, like, ooh, I'm Michael Myers, ooh, you know. So um, I didn't. So that's how she found out I did the movie. Hilarious, huh? <laughs> so it gets better. It gets better. So I get my set date, and they, they got my measurements and everything. And uh, I have to go to the house in Hollywood on Orange street or avenue wherever it is um and do my do my thing and they tell me who to to ask for as far as the wardrobe chick right so i get to the house and i ask for sue or mary whatever her name was i don't know and they go okay yeah she'll be right down so this girl comes down and she's got the the coveralls over her you know over her arms and the air uh airborne boots that have the the hooks in the the heel you know to hold, you know, so in, in her fingers, and she had a mask and a jar of Vaseline. And she goes, "Hey, Tony, how you doing? How's it going? Oh, nice to meet you. We're so excited. Oh, well, you're going on and on." I'm like, "Fuck, okay." She goes, "Here's your stuff, you know." And I go, "Okay, cool, you know." And I go, um, "You know, she puts her arms up, you know, for me to take everything, not just the, the boots and the coveralls, but everything, mask and the Vaseline, jar of Vaseline." So I point at the mask and go, what's that for? Because my agent, all she said was, you play some psycho. That's all she said. See, that's all she knew. And she was yet to wear this. I go, what? She goes, yeah, you wear this in the movie. I go, I wear a fucking mask in this movie? She goes, yeah. She goes, I go, you gotta be kidding me. I'm getting pissed off, right? She goes, no, 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 don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's okay, it's okay. You know, at the end, Jim is gonna take it off your head and you get to see your face. No, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. I'm like, oh, fuck, you know, because I already signed the contract. I'm already, you know, dead, right? And I go, okay, you know, you know, I had a lot of hair back then. <laughs> and, because uh, I was only 21, you know. And uh, I go, well, what's the Vaseline for? She goes, well, you know, the mask is 100% latex. And when she rips that mask up, if you don't have Vaseline in your hair, it'll just tear your hair out like Velcro. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> so you got to put that Vaseline in your hair so it just slides right off. Which I had to use apple cider vinegar to cut it at night to get it out of my fucking hair, you know? <laughs> and that's how that happened. <laughs> you asked. I did. You did, yeah. Thank you for asking. Yeah, I got, I got a million stories, honey. I got a million of them. What's your favorite story? That one. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. You well, there's another the one. There's another one. <laughs> um, well, there's a lot of them. That's right. You've heard a lot of them, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because they just they just keep happening, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> the last time I was here in Chicago, was something happened, right? Yeah. 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 We won't get into that, but yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, so back then there was no Netflix, blockbuster, or any of that shit, right? If a movie was popular, it stayed in the theaters, uh, you know, all year long. Right. Oh, let me back up a little bit. We filmed in April. In August, I get this uh, invitation in the mail from John Carpenter. 
and he wants me to come to the screening of the movie for the casting crew. And I thought that was the most fucking hilarious goddamn thing in the world because nobody's gonna see this piece of shit that has a mask in it. It'll be in the theater for a uh, drive not even the theater for like a week or two. And that's why I threw it away. I just threw the invitation away. I didn't even go like an asshole. <laughs> no, I know, I know, I know, I know. I was an asshole, you know? So yeah, yeah, I know, I know. So the movie comes out and uh, these two uh, critics that were very famous back then on network TV happened to see the, the movie and they gave it the thumbs up and that's how Halloween became really big, right? So I'm doing my thing in, uh, in Hollywood, uh, bartending and shit like that, and I'm going down Sunset Boulevard to get to the 405 freeway to get back to my house. And on the way, uh, on Sunset toward the freeway is a, a little town called Westwood. It was in uh, Once Upon a Time in, in Hollywood. Remember when she goes to the movie theater to watch a movie? That's, that's, West, that's Westwood. Great place. Beautiful theaters. And I'm going down, you know, minding my own business, right? And uh, I'm in my Volkswagen Bug, you know, a piece of shit car. And uh, I see this billboard. And it's Halloween. And I cannot fucking believe this, right? I'm like, what the fuck? A billboard for this piece of shit? You know? And then all of a sudden I see the movie playing everywhere, right? So I say to my girlfriend after a while, I go, have you noticed this fucking movie's playing everywhere? She goes, yeah. I go, what the fuck, you know? Wanna go see it? <laughs> she goes, sure, why not? Here we go. The place is packed, you know, people are screaming, you know, Dad, run, you know, all that crap, you know. And uh, halfway through, you know, I just turned and I go, you know, this movie's not too bad. <laughs> That's how I saw the movie. <laughs> what a dumb shit. Yeah, that's how that happened. Funny, huh? Yeah. Does anyone have any questions? Still no? Okay. Moving right along. You guys don't have one? There. Okay, there you go. You're going to break the ice here, though. Yes. You said you were a big Donald Pleasant fan. Did you get to meet him? Make mm. it? We did the scene together, huh? I mean, but like any, like a No. Here's a, here's a story about, about him and why he was in the movie. He was like me. He was like a saint to do the movie. Between takes, he always went back to his, um, his uh, motorhome thing, you know, the, you know, his dressing room. He's the only one that got one, by the way. He was he he was polite. He wasn't overly nice, but he and he didn't overly talk. But he wasn't like an asshole, you know, or a snob or anything like that. He just wasn't over, you know real friendly. But then I found out why he did the movie. He was on his fourth divorce and he needed the alimony money. Is why he did the movie. Then later on in his career, he said it was the best thing that ever happened to him, which I was really happy to hear that. Really happy to hear that because. I mean, please. I mean, if you ever meet John Carpenter, he, he's really a really a cool guy. He did the fucking movie as a joke, and he still feels that way. He never took it seriously, like he was some fucking mastermind guy, you know. Some he he's really humble about it. He just fucked around and made a good movie. Yeah, crazy. And it, perfect storm. I mean, the music. How that happened was they had a music guy that they were, they were going to pay to do the music 
score for the movie, but by the end of the movie, they had no more money. So they, he said, sorry, we can't pay him. So John Carpenter, who was a, you know, an amateur musician, he got on the keyboard for three days and came up with the music. That's how that happened. Probably on cocaine and cigarettes and stuff like that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, please, you know, come on. So, yeah, and that's how that happened. Were you a horror fan before you got involved, or? Well, I, you know, I'm not really, uh, I'm not really a fan of anything, you know. Okay. You know, um, as far as fanatic was, mm -hmm. but um, Psycho is my favorite, favorite all-time horror movie of all time because it's, it's brilliant. It's just brilliant. It just, it still freaks me out to this day, and so does The Exorcist because I was brought up Catholic. So. <laughs> Hey, listen to this shit, man. I was an altar boy. Can you imagine? <laughs> My fucking parents made me go to a Catholic school for almost eight years. I almost did it. I only had a couple more months to make it to graduate, but man, I got kicked out. But here's the deal. Starting in seventh grade, you could be an altar boy, right? And I talked to my buddies who were older than me, uh, and they go, yeah, you want to do City where all the movie stars went to church, right? You do funerals, which nobody really wanted to do but me. And they, I, I'll never forget. She, they, none of them said, oh, "Okay, who wants to be on the way?" I went, you know, "Who wants to do funerals?" I love them, you know. I love. Uh, I, I don't do Hollywood. Um, 
Well, although I'll tell you the story about the Snoop Halloween Kills thing, I'll tell you how they how that happened because it's pretty funny. Um, once an asshole, still an asshole. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah. So whoever is available, just put the fucking mask on, okay? Just go. <laughs> put the mask on. You know, and that's how that works with independent movies. But I have like a kind of an agent. <laughs> I never talked to her. You know, I mean. Because I don't care. I don't. I don't chase Hollywood. I don't. I don't. I don't care for Hollywood at all. If they want me, they have to come to me. Is my point. And uh, she calls me up, and she goes. Uh, she's kind of laughing, and she's her, her. The name of her agency is called Black Apple Talent. You know, <laughs> yeah, like me. So anyway, so she goes. Um, I haven't told you this that way. Have you heard this yet? Yeah, it's pretty cool. So she's kind of laughing, but not real hard, but kind of laughing because she knows my reaction. She goes, uh, she goes, hey man, uh, there's a new movie coming out with Halloween thing. It's kind of called uh, Halloween Kills. I'm like, okay. She goes, they want to use your footage. I'm like, all right. I go, how much? <laughs> she goes, yeah, like, here's the deal. They don't want to pay you. I'm like, oh. So what about credit? She goes, yeah, they don't want to do that either. I said, oh, I said, okay. I quote, I swear to God, this is exactly what I said. It's not, not a big deal. Just tell me to fuck off. <laughs> she goes, okay. <laughs> so she calls me back a week later, and she's laughing again. She's okay. Let me know. Here's the deal. They're gonna pay you, but they don't want to give you the credit. I'm like, oh. How much? Tells me. I'm like, yeah, okay. Tell them to go fuck themselves. <laughs> <laughs> she laughs, she hangs up, calls me a week later. She goes, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> I'm like, because all you got to do is bitch slap these Hollywood fuckers, man, and they'll, they'll do whatever you want, you know? So she, she calls us. She goes, hey, man. She goes, okay, here's what's going on. She's going to pay you. And they're going to give you credit. I go, yeah? What's the credit? She goes, you're not going to believe it. What is it? She goes, special thanks to Tony Moran. Why couldn't you just donate in the first place? You know what I mean? Right. I mean, just that's just so messed up. They're lowballing you when they know the value of the franchise. Yeah, but they but they they're used to dealing with people that feel like they have no value. Mm -hmm. And they're dealing with the wrong person when it comes to that. Because, you know, it's just not good. I mean, I watched Hollywood just fucking absolutely ruin my daughter, my daughter, my little sister. Mm -hmm. uh, just ruin her. Just ruin her, man. I mean, how she got on cocaine was because the, the, uh, Gary Marshall came to her and said, you know, you're kind of pudgy. So she got, that's how she started doing cocaine, you know, to lose weight. It's terrible. I mean, terrible shit that goes down. And women in Hollywood have it the absolute worst because they have to be skinny and shit. You know, they have to. You, it's just, it's terrible. It's just terrible. But yeah, that's a whole different subject altogether. <laughs> no. So, are there any scenes that you guys shot um, and that didn't get used in the movie that you remember or were sharing? No, and what I've heard is there was nothing left on the cutting room floor. Yeah, there was nothing, nothing left. 
You guys know how the mask came about? I'm sure you guys know what the mask is, right? Yeah. Okay. Do you know how the mask came about, though? No. Yeah, okay. So they knew when Michael Myers was six years old, they knew they wanted to use that clown mask, right? <laughs> mother. <laughs> God bless you. <laughs> Gesundheit. Um, but they, they knew they didn't want to use that when he grew up. So Tommy Lee Wallace, who did a scene which is my absolute favorite scene in the whole movie, which is the closet scene, mm -hmm. that's my favorite because it's so frightening. I mean, you're locked in this closet and there's nowhere to go, man. You know, this is great. And the reason why he did that scene is because it was at a house, a real house, and a low-budget film, and, you know, the, the uh, closet uh, doors were like these wood slats. If they had to do more than one take, he would. He knew, because he was a set director and editor, where to punch through in the exact same place if they had to do one more, you know, more than one take. Okay. Well, he was in charge of finding a mask. They had no idea what mask they wanted, and he'll tell you the story if you ever meet him. He's a great guy. So he was. He went down to Hollywood to costume stores and Halloween stores and everything, looking for something, and he didn't know what he was looking for because they didn't know. You know, they knew they didn't want like like a Frankenstein mask and shit like that, but they just didn't know. So they came across. He came across William Shatner's face, right? And it was flesh colored, had more hair and sideburns and, and uh, eyebrows. And he and he said, because when you talk to him, you can tell he's done some acid too, some LSD. And he said that he just stopped and he just stared at it. And he just stared at it and stared at it and thought, you know what, this could work because there's nothing really to it. Mm -hmm. And that's how the mask came about. And they painted it white, fixed the eyebrows and the sideburns up a little bit, and that's how that mask became that mask. And it was the first, if you guys know, I mean, there was never a mask used in a horror movie before. It was the first time. There's always makeup, right? If you think about it. And that's why I was so, like... I gotta wear this piece of shit? What are you talking about, you know? But that was the first time it was all, it was introduced, you know? Yeah. Nutty, nutty. Like I said, it was the, oh no, the cops are here. <laughs> um, but it was, it, it, it was the perfect, it's, it's, it's the, it's, it's one of the best stories because everything just fell right into place for that movie. You know, it just fell right into place. I mean, everything was perfect. It was like a perfect storm kind of thing, you know. Anyways, yeah. Hi, Scott. Hi, Dad. <laughs> oh, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else have any, any questions? Yeah. So besides for your likeness, were you ever re uh, approached for reprising a role in like a, one of the later variations, like Halloween 4 or 5? No, just two. Yeah, they, it, my agent called me up and she said, hey, uh, I want you to do Halloween too. I'm like, no, no, I'm not going to wear a mask, you know. And uh, yeah, I know, an asshole. I, I told you this earlier in the conversation, didn't I? Yeah, I said no. And she said, okay. So she hung up, she called me back later or whatever, a few days. She goes, okay, here's what they want to do. They're going to pay you and give you the credit, and they're just going to use your footage of you from Halloween 1. I'm like, cool, you know, I don't do shit and get paid, you know? I'm like, cool. And that's how that happened, you know? Yeah. And, you know, 
Still the Halloween kill, though. Still an asshole when they coupled up. <laughs> Yeah, because it was only a year and a half late, a year and a half later or whatever it was, or two years later, you know, when they called up my agent, and I'm like, yeah, you know, Halloween was out for a year in the theaters, you know, but that was it, and then it was gone, you know, and there was, like I said, there's no blockbuster or Netflix and all that, just he didn't know, you know, and the new crop of movies came out in the theaters, so I was like, a mask? I'm not wearing a mask again. I'm not a puppet, you know. I'm like a dude. I'm an actor, you know. Well, it was. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah. How many days was your shoot? One day. Just one day? Yeah. Yeah, yeah one day. In and out. Donald Pleasance was only five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, John Carpenter didn't do more than more than three takes in any scene in that movie. Not more than three takes because there was no money. Because here's the deal, you know, um, 
when you don't have any lines and you just show your face, and especially that kind of a scene, the worst thing to do is overact, you know? You know, even too much head movement would be bad, you know? And so, you ha you, you, if you watch the scene, hopefully you see what I'm talking about. It, there's, a, there's a thing where I'm, I just feel fucking lost, just with the mask off. I just feel lost, you know? But not like I'm going crazy about it either, just, you know, just the vibe. And, uh, and that's all, you know, you, you can do is, is do a backstory so you can give off that, you know, some kind of vibe. So after all that happened with Halloween 1, and you finally got to the theater, did you go see Halloween 2 in the theater? No. <laughs> I, didn't. I didn't see Halloween 2 till years later on on reruns and shit. I know, I know, I know. People go, people go, what's your favorite Halloween movie? I'm like, uh, you know, man, I only saw one or two, bro. You know, so I don't know. And I've never seen Rob Zombie's Halloween, and I won't. Although I'm a fan of his music and his other movies, I just won't see it because it's like stabbing me in the heart, you know. And uh, and what a what a it was creepy that he did the movie. It was creepy. It was just weird that he did it. And it's like, dude, come on, you know. And he, to me, uh, from what I heard about it, and I can't stand Tyler Mayne. I hate that piece of shit. He's an asshole, you know. And uh, and he knows he knows how. Don't worry about it. I've, I've said it to his face, you know. <laughs> I'm not talking like he doesn't know what I'm, you know, so, you know what I mean? So, um, uh, um, I, I just, you know, yeah, I just don't, you know, yeah, I don't know what I want to do. That's just kind of how I am. You mentioned earlier that you said your favorite Halloween was Psycho. Yeah, yeah. Did you know at the time you met you know, no, no. My agent, when she was trying to talk me into going on the interview, she goes, you know, she told me Jamie Lee Curtis was in it. And I said, well, who the fuck is that? And she goes, well, that's Tony Curtis and Jen Lee's son. I said, I'm shit. I'm not gonna do this movie. It's called Halloween. How, how corny? Look at how corny can you get? Oh, a horror movie called Halloween. Ooh, ooh, ooh. You know? I mean, how stupid. You know what I mean? I mean, back then, not now, of course. Back then, I'm like, who the fuck would call? You know what the original name of the movie was? Babysitter Killer. <laughs> yeah, it was a little too graphic, you know. <laughs> they said, no, you can't call it that, you know. And then when they when they screened the movie without any music to the to all the the, the studios, they're like, what the fuck? What is this piece of shit? You know, nobody would nobody would buy it for distribution. Put the music in, hold up the story. No, it's a tr that's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Music helps every movie. If it's got music and score, but I like the score. Most movies just there's something to it. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody? Yeah, sure, man. You got a ton of fucking. I love no, I love you. <laughs> I love you. Um, you said that. Well, I don't know. I guess you, I mean you didn't really like the idea of being in horror movies, but after after the movie, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, there's a whole string of horror movies. Were you offered more horror movies? Nope. <laughs> no, what I did, I did a, a bunch of TV. I did a bunch of guest star and feature roles on episodic TV like the Waltons and Chips and all that shit. And every one of them I played as a surprise, you know, like kind of like a bad guy or a wild, wild guy, except for Chips. They hired me to play a con. 
I did. I actually played a cop on chips. It's funny, man. And uh, Eric Estrada is the biggest piece of shit you ever want to meet. <laughs> and that's why he was blackballed. You never saw him on TV anymore because he was he was an asshole to the max to everybody. I worked with that guy for five days at scenes with him, and he wouldn't look at me, wouldn't say hello to me, wouldn't say good morning, nothing, man. My agent, uh, at the end of that season, I did the, did the, did the part, and she goes, she goes, you know what, Larry Wilcox is leaving. They want you to, to, to take his part, and I'm like, you tell him to go fuck himself. I'm not working with <laughs> a piece of shit in Eric Estrada. No, it's a true story. Yeah, Every I day. I told him no, because I just didn't want to work with that guy. Yeah, no. So anyway, so I did a bunch of TV shit. Yeah, that's what I did. And then by my, well, I was about 30 years old, I got tired of Hollywood. I just split and went underground. You couldn't find me if you tried. Because I hate Hollywood. Oh, I was all over the place. <laughs> yeah, I was all over the place. Yeah, a Halloween Kills. Yeah. yeah. What, what can you tell us about that? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. They, 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 won, they, they uh, asked for my footage and didn't want to pay me or give me the credit. Were you here when I told that story? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, more to it. Are you like the cab? How many cabs have you dropped today? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no, that's the story. Are you going to go see that one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw the I saw the, the the one with Jamie Lee that came out a few years ago. It was okay. I didn't think it was. There was a couple things where I'm like, <laughs> you know, like the sitting up, you know, with the bunch of neck, and I'm like, oh my god, please, you know. But it was pretty cool. It was all right. It was okay. It was okay. It wasn't uh, that painful. I mean, it's sort of like, you know, how do you, you, you paint a picture, you know, you paint one, you paint it, what are you going to do, another one? What, what the fuck? What's your, what's your problem, you know? It's a masterpiece, Halloween, mm -hmm. you know? But nothing is, you know. Was there any ever talk of you being the old Michael now, like the current one? No. No? Well, nobody can find me, man. <laughs> and, and I'm not really that interested, either. I don't need the money, I, you know. And I, I, I'm not really, you know, my fans are the most important thing of all. I love my fans more than anything. But as far as me goes, I don't need it. I, I don't crave attention. I don't, I'm not like a typical actor that, that and that's why I got out of it. Because I don't have this, like, my little sister had a real need to be recognized and, and to be a star. She, you know, because that's, she started when she was five years old and that's what fucked her up. But I never had that. I never, I just loved to act. I just thought it was a great time, you know? But I didn't like, um, you know, I never did it for being recognized and shit like that. Now, I'll give you a, a little inside info. When you, if you guys come to my table or whatever, I make it look really, really natural of, of being with you guys. But it's, I, just, I, don't, I don't get it, you know? But I do get it in the sense that without you guys, I'm fucking zero. You know what I mean? And it's a it's a beautiful movie. I mean, it's beautiful, you know? So, you don't owe me, I owe you guys. You know, 
you, you, you're the guys that made the movie and made me. Not, I didn't do that. You guys did. You know. And if any, any fucking actor thinks they come across that they, that there's somebody and there's something, no, they're not, man. You guys made them if you like their movie and their and their character. That's just a fact. There is no other fact but that. You know. So. Derek Mears. Have you heard the story about those two fuckers on that oh, set? Yeah. Assholes. So, <laughs> oh yeah. They're not, they're, not hide, they're not high maintenance, are they? Yeah. On the opposite end. Yeah, I know. Wow. Yeah, so, I'm getting all the dirt today. Yeah, so Felicity, she produced a, a Slayer video. And she wanted me in it. And she got everybody in it. You know, Kane and Kane was in it, right? I think she said he was. Yeah, Kane was in it, and Derek Mears, and Tyler Maine, and all that, you know. And um, it was just one day shoot, you know, and uh, I play a, an inmate at a, at a huh, big surprise, <laughs> at, a, at a, a prison, and uh, and I get killed in it, which is really cool. I get my throat slit, it's great. And, uh, but anyways, she she comes to me, and I'm not, I'm not tooting my horn or anything, because uh, she's like one of my best friends. And she wants me to do this video. And I go, sure. You know, I get there and she goes, she goes, look at me, I can only pay you this amount of money. I go, what the fuck? I'm not charging you shit, you know? I'm not going to charge you anything for me to do this, babe. What are you kidding me? You're my, you're my friend, you know? She's like, she's like shocked, you know? I'm like, you know, you know me, you know? And so she later comes to me, she's crying and shit because fucking Derek Mears and Tyler Maine have just given her the hardest motherfucking time on the set. Just hide me and bullshit stardom shit, you know? And that's another reason why I don't like those fuckers. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, we did that and mm -hmm. I got my throat slit and it was great. I loved it. <laughs> the video had so many horror people in it. That's why I love them so much. And including one of my friends who I didn't even know was in it. My friend Paul was an inmate as well. And I'm like, that's Paul. <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. So that was really fun. Yeah, and uh, what's that, like the guy's name with the sombrero on his chest and chick? Yeah, he was, he was there, yeah, he was, he was, in the he, was, he was cool, yeah, he was a cool guy. Yeah. yeah the, the band was really cool, really cool. Because mm -hmm. punk and heavy metal is my shit, that's, that's what I love, to, to this day, so. I was like, he's right up my alley, you know. Um, yeah, so that was fun, yeah, yeah. That, was a good, that was a good time. Yeah. yeah. That was a good time. What else do I got for you guys? Well, depends on how much time you got. <laughs> hey, what's, what's your name? When you were, I, all these years later, is it, to me, it was, it was, I always find it uh, comical. Is it, do you talk to people and they don't believe that you were in Halloween? If they don't know you that well, can you back them? Maybe not. Um, it very, very rarely ever comes up because I just don't talk about shit. But I have a tattoo on my calf of Michael Myers. <laughs> and I got that because I was doing a signing at a tattoo shop in Massachusetts, and I was 
signing autographs, making money while this guy tattooed my calves, and people loved it, you know? It, it was like, I think it was my first tattoo I ever got. And, uh, uh, or second, I don't can't remember. But anyways, I was 50. Oh, there's my daughter. Emma? Come here, baby. This is my daughter, Emma. Yeah. You finally woke up. <laughs> I'm so glad you made it. Here, sit, sit down. You're part of it now. She doesn't, and she doesn't even know all these stories. <laughs> How long you been listening? I'm just kidding. I was looking for you. Oh, yeah, you, you missed some good shit. <laughs> yeah. Emma, but do you have any questions? <laughs> you know me, you know. I've got a, Give us the I've real got a ton of stories, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're all very interesting. Too. <laughs> <laughs> he knows how to keep you entertained. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, I owe it to him. What was, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I never, you know, I don't bring it up. I mean, that's the beauty of me. I can go anywhere and nobody knows who the fuck I am. It's great. I mean, I can go to the markets. Like I said, they just look at me and go, oh, yeah, that's a fat, balding old guy. And, you know, that's a pretty woman or whatever. You know what I mean? Just labeled, right? But sometimes people go, so what's going on? What do you, you know, with the tattoo on your on your leg? And I'm like, well, you know. And if I if I if I like them, you know, I'll, I'll tell them if I if I can trust them and shit. Um, or somebody will go, so what do you do for a living? You know, I'm like, well, I'm kind of somewhere retired and shit. <laughs> and if I like them, then I'll, I'll I'll bring it up. But that's about it. I mean, and she knows. I mean, where we live. Uh, Anywhere where we live, no, nobody will know who I am. That's what. That's how I like it. I have a question for Emma. Um, have you seen your dad's movie? Oh uh, yeah, last year. Yeah, that's the first time. time? Yeah. How, how did you feel about that? <laughs> did you enjoy it though? Yeah, it was. Good. It was good, right? Yeah. It wasn't scary because I knew it was you. So. <laughs> it's like your older sister when she first saw it when she was four. When when Carly saw it, she was like four or five years old. She just was laughing and laughing. <laughs> like, oh, Dad, Dad, come on. Okay. <laughs> you're my star today. Okay. My best friend. Okay. And uh, when you're filming the scene when you're going after in the closet, did you? No, I didn't. I didn't film that. Scene. Oh, you didn't film that scene. No, like I said earlier, that was that was that was yeah, that was Tommy Lee Wallace. Okay. Okay. So they put the prosthetic on my eye because she stabs him in the eye, right? And they. They didn't even have enough money for blood, just for her arm, that's all. Yeah, they didn't have enough money to get more blood for my eye or any of that shit, you know? So they just put a little plastic piece of glue on my eye or whatever it was, you know? I was wondering if you could actually look really sad because I'd look bad. I look bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, that about wraps it up. You guys have fun? Yeah. 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 I wasn't too obnoxious. Thanks for filming, Henry.